when you have a better picture of where your money is going, you can make better decisions if you so choose. Mentally, spending nothing and depriving yourself isn't the right answer either. And somewhere in between, there's a balance where you're looking at what you have and what you want and what you need and you're making like logical choices. Just as with our bodies, awareness is the first step to making a change, so too is it with our finances. This is the Well To You Podcast. And we are your hosts, Caitlin. And Sue. We are moms. Pilates enthusiasts. Health coaches. And supporters of all things wellness. We are here to remind you that a holistic approach to wellness allows you to thrive in a life of health, happiness, and vitality. Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Well To You podcast. Today for our summer snippet series, we are talking finance which is a big piece of the pie for the circle of life, but it's not a piece of the pie that I'm really good at, I'd have to say. (laughs) I feel similar. (laughs) I feel like my answer to finance is to like just hoard money and not spend money, but I don't think that that's the right answer. (laughs) I think what's hard for me with finance and finances as like a an uber topic is that one of the things that I am actually trying to do through my wellness journey is actually separate my value or my feeling of value from the money that I make. So with that, it becomes a little jumbled in my mind because I worked a corporate job for 15 years plus years and I was the more breadwinner in our household and the thing I always called it the golden handcuffs with corporate because as soon as I was like this is killing me I gotta go they'd give me a promotion and more money or more stock or bonus or whatever and I was like oh I can't so 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 much of my years in working and just being married and everything, I felt like my value to the world and particularly in my relationship and in my household was the money I brought in. And with that, it was it was a good chunk of change. And we also didn't really ever have to think about what we were spending, which is dumb. I mean, obviously we should have been thinking about what we were spending. But we didn't have to think about what we were spending. We didn't have to put ourselves on a budget because there was money flowing in. And now, being (laughs) self-employed, this is a little different situation. It's it's an entirely different situation. So we, we are trying to, we talk about it every single weekend. We need to sit down and look at our finances. We need to sit down and do a budget. Our situation has changed, but our Spending hasn't so much. So it is definitely a source of stress. It's a source of conflict in our relationship. Not so bad, but it's now something that weighs heavy on our minds. And so 
it does make more sense to me now being a part of the circle of life that, you know, they always say, what what do you usually fight about in a marriage? It's like sex and finance, right? Like those are the things like sex and money are the things that are often sources of angst in a relationship. And it's it's true, but I don't have very good answers for this area right now. We're, we're, we're exploring it right now too. I don't know that I have great answers, but I do have some thoughts. The first being, I have a totally different situation. So for most of my life, I've been an hourly employee. There was only just a few years where I was a school teacher and I was on a salary. But for most of my life, I was teaching this, teaching that, dancing. But if I was there and I was showing up, I was getting the money. But if I wasn't there and wasn't showing up, I wasn't getting the money. And one of, for me at least, one of the negatives about always being an hourly employee is I can calculate real fast, like when I'm looking at something and I'm like, oh, I would have to work like seven hours just to pay for that. Mm -hmm. So it creates this money mindset that is maybe not the healthiest because you're really thinking about everything you do as like, how much time would it take me to earn that? I actually think that that's a really good mindset to have. It's a good mindset. <laughs> because, I mean, yes, yes, I feel like, you know, when you say it's maybe an unhealthy mindset where you're like, again, value, like my value comes from the money I can make. But I also think that when we put ourselves in that mindset and that thought process of like, these are all the things that I need to do with my time. So if I'm weighing what I need or want to do with my time, whether that's, you know, spend time with my family, see clients, or go on a vacation, all all those things. Like, what is that cost-benefit analysis? Mm -hmm. And so being able, and I I get that now being an hourly employee because it's like an hour of work is an hour of pay. You're like, okay, I'm going to have to put in eight hours of my time to pay for this night out at the bar or maybe not you yeah that's me <laughs> like I'm a okay. cheap date. <laughs> yeah or, or just like even going out to dinner so like you know yeah last week my husband and I we, we went out to dinner for my birthday and going out to dinner plus the cost of the babysitter you know, when you look at it in the grand scheme of things, you're like, oh my gosh, that's almost a whole week of my working. Mm-hmm. That's not true, but it's close. I mean, it's not, it's not insignificant. And so I think that that is actually maybe not tying your value to those hours. I know. I think that that's, yeah, the challenge. Yeah. And I, but I, I think that, and I have heard this advice from others before is before you buy something, understanding how much of my time am I going to have to give up to pay for that. It's easier to do when you are an hourly employee. When I made stocks and salary and bonuses and everything, it was harder to like delineate the two. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that we both struggle with the like, what is our value? Does our value come from the money we make? And I think an added challenge for me is, and I don't want to like... Somebody will probably criticize me for saying this, but I like don't really think that I will ever be able to compete with my, what my husband can make. And he's not an hourly employee, but the amount of his ability to earn, 
I don't really feel like my ability to earn would ever, no matter what I do, come close. Mm -hmm. And so that has been a challenge as a business owner now and a mom and in a relationship, like ever really feeling like what needs to be done for my business is just as important as what he needs to do for work because Mm -hmm. I feel like I can never touch. He has, we're very lucky that he has this ability to earn a really great salary. Mm -hmm. But when you're someone who, you know, comes from this artist side and like you're kind of like accepted the fact that you're not really this big earner, it's kind of like your business is always the one that has to bend to whatever needs to be done. And a kid can come to work with me, but it's been weird with COVID. A kid really can't come to work with me. Like, I feel like I did used to bring sick kids to work with me before COVID, but now Mm -hmm. it's like a little different. And my kids are getting older, so that changes. But it feels like when something goes wrong with the kids and something needs to be adjusted, it needs to be me. And that's a real hardship for me. If I'm trying to grow my business and move forward, you kind of feel like you take two steps forward and five steps back all the time. I I mean, I can exactly relate to that. We've talked about that together and on, I think, past episodes where I haven't fully embraced the I work for myself (laughs) entrepreneur (laughs) world. And it's hard because I still really do struggle with the fact that I do not make the money I used to make. And I know finances are not just the amount of money we bring in, but it does make an impact. And I work more now than I did in corporate, although I worked a lot in corporate, but I work all the time now and I'm not making any money for it. And then, like you said, if something comes up, it's on me to change my system and schedule because my earning power is Mm -hmm. much more limited, also known as no. <laughs> so like yeah. my, my earning power compared to what my husband can do now is is exactly that. But and that and now too, he he does work a lot of overtime. And I think in my mind, like I want him to be home. I don't want him to have to work overtime. So instead of also me thinking about expenses that we have in our life from a perspective of like how much time is that going to take away from what I have with the family, I'm also thinking of it as how much time is that going to take away from him being with the family because we have to think about it that way too because he can work overtime, but I don't want him to work overtime. I want him to be home with the family. And so I think that that's the point that we're at in our journey. It sounds so similar to you is that it's finding that comfortable cost benefit space and limiting our spending, which we have yet to do. <laughs> and like you said, you kind of go to the extreme. You're like, the way to do it is to not spend at all. Right. And that's, I don't think the healthy way, because it's like, I might not be spending, but I, I feel it. Like, I feel like I work so hard and I I don't get any benefit of it or like that my husband works so hard and I look at like, you know, so it's like mentally spending nothing and depriving yourself isn't the right answer either. And somewhere in between, there's a balance where you're looking at what you have 
and what you want and what you need. And you're making like logical choices about yeah. those. So I think both ways, neither of us are, are doing that. Like we're just the opposite, yeah. right? Yeah. You're like, I'm not going to spend it all. And I'm like, well, I'm just not going to pay attention to it and hope it all works out. We're kind of like, <laughs> yeah. And I think it's an interesting conversation to have right now. This will air later in the summer, but we're talking about this in June. And I think many families right now are feeling the pressure of the rising cost of food and the rising cost of gas. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm flying to California for our photo shoot, but also for my cousin's wedding. And I literally thought I was going to throw up when I was buying the plane ticket because it was so expensive. Like, I I couldn't even press the button. I was like, John, you got to press the button because I (laughs) But I feel like as a family right now in the world that we're living in, costs are just rising so dramatically. And if you don't have family nearby to help you, I'm starting to feel like, and I know that I'm not alone, that we're in like a situation that's not possible. You don't have help unless you pay for it. A babysitter now costs $20 an hour, right? Like you can't get a babysitter for less than $20 an hour unless it's like a nighttime high school kid, but like maybe even not that. And then the rising cost of everything, it just feels... Like something has to break. Like it doesn't feel like if things continue on the track they're on right now, that things are going to be okay. At least that's how I feel. Oh, exactly. I mean, I spent $7.25 a gallon on gas the other day. Filling my tank crazy. For, my, for my SUV was $165. And that was a full, mm-hmm. I, like, I was like, I was like coasting into the gas station. Like I was empty. Yeah. So that was like my full tank of gas. Luckily, my studio is very close by, so that'll last me a while. But my husband drives to work every day. He has to commute. Mm -hmm. My husband just started a new commute. Yeah, and then the cost of groceries, like we are, we talked about this in our home cooking. We are trying to cook more. I mean, we we already cook more at home, but like really focusing on higher quality ingredients, lots of cooking at home. But like very simple, right? You know? Yeah. But I also look in the refrigerator and I'm like, I refuse to let any of this food go to waste because we spent so much money on it. And those are the days where I'm like, okay, these vegetables are getting a little, ugh, toss it all in in the stir fry. Yeah, let's, this is what we're eating. Yeah. <laughs> I did that just the other day. We're going to make a breakfast frittata, like just throw it all in, like, you know, just. I did that the other day and I tagged you. I made like a stir fry with like all the vegetables in the house and I tagged you in it because it was right after we recorded the home cooking. Mm-hmm. So, but I think it is a conversation worth having. And we make, I don't make a lot of money, but my husband makes a lot of money or like a a reasonable, like we are doing great, but we are struggling. Mm -hmm. So like, where is this country like sort of failing a generation? We don't all have family living close by anymore. And how do we both work? How do we all work all the time? And then what are people doing that make less, you know? Yeah. I mean, exactly. Like you're talking about the babysitter. My kids are in camp. It's insane. Like it's absolutely. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm not going to shut down my studio so that I can save the cost on childcare. But there are some days right. that we sit there and go, wait, what yes. is that? You know, and there are so many families, like being in like the law enforcement world, because that's my husband, a lot of families, the wives don't work. And I don't know how they afford that. Mm -hmm. 
or they just don't live in the Bay Area because I mean, I, I'm not sure what like the cost of living is where you. It's pretty are high. It, I, yeah. I, it's not as high as California, but the like New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania area is is very high cost of living. But I don't think it's crazy as the Bay Area of California. It's quite astronomical. Mm-hmm. I mean, so this this is where the angst around finances starts to creep in for me because. Mm-hmm. The cost of living in the Bay Area was not a big deal for us when we were in a two-income household. Everything is more expensive out here. And and I think that, you know, we're seeing so much more homelessness out here Mm -hmm. because people just cannot afford to live, even rent a tiny little, like, Mm -hmm. casita or something. It is astronomical, the cost of living out here. And it's scary when my husband and I sit down and go, whoa, like, whoa, we have to figure this out. And so one of the big things, and this is one of the things I wanted to mention to our listeners, is that we are trying to get better about a budget. And so we did this a couple years ago. We started using the Mint app. So you can connect all of your different bank accounts, savings accounts, it's credit cards. We even connect in the home equity line, which we don't have one of those now, but when we did home equity line, even your mortgage account in there. So it literally conglomerates all of your expenses as well as all of your assets and all of like your like long-term liabilities. And, and it's free. And it will auto ascribe tags and you can go in and change the tags you like set a budget and you're like okay all of these expenses would be under the umbrella of groceries or food so so there's like Mm -hmm. an uber category for like food and then under that you can have groceries eating out meal delivery you know anything like that and so you can break break it out and have like a really good picture of like, okay, if I don't want to spend more than X amount on food this month or, or can't spend more than X amount on food this month, okay, it, and this is where we're at. We're at the very beginning. So like last month we did it and we were like, oh my God, like, wow, we're spending yeah. a lot of money on food. Like, how are we spending so much money on food? Like, it's crazy. He's on a diet. I weigh 100 pounds. Yeah, we had the same feeling. I feel like grocery store prices are really high and we feel the same way. And if you if you value quality of food, that's where it gets like really challenging. But I do think yeah. like we talked about in the home cooking, you can actually make meals with high quality food that are very simple with not a lot of ingredients. And I think that helps mm-hmm. keep the price down. Yeah. But I love your minted app. And actually... My husband does a spreadsheet, but I think I would do better with the Minted app because I spreadsheets kind of make me sweat. Mm-hmm. I like look at them and I'm like, oh my God, that's why I have like an amazing bookkeeper who does that for my business because I, I can't. <laughs> Seriously. But I mean, I think what's nice about it is it's, it, it's similar. I was going to say it's similar to like QuickBooks that we use for our business, but it goes a step further to really help with the setting the budgets and it'll show you like... You're Mm -hmm. good. You're tracking well for the month within this budget with like a green bar. And then if you're getting close to your, you know, like say it's only halfway through the month and you're already in the yellow range, 
you're like, ooh, okay, like this is getting close. Oh, I like and, that. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. As soon as you like hit that budget point, it turns red. And so I think, and this is one of the things I learned just from starting to work with our bookkeeper, we use the same one, is when you have a better picture of where your money is going, you can make better decisions if you so choose. But, and this is the same thing I say to my clients about their bodies, awareness is the very first thing because you can't change what you don't know. And so that is what I feel like we're in this like first step of getting a better grasp of our finances because we know we need to, number one. We know we need to. Number two, like you said, the cost of things is just so astronomical that the realities of like what we did in our past are not the same as today and into the future. Even if we had the same job. I mean, even if we still had the same job, things would be different. Exactly. Obviously, you know, you have a totally different job, but I don't think that that is even, you know... Yeah, exactly. I mean, the reality of life now is very different because of the cost of things. And so having a good understanding of at least a baseline, I'm like, well, we can't go back in time and change how much we spent on, you know, delivery meals in May. But going into the future, we can keep a better eye on that. So I think that just whether it's a spreadsheet or a notebook, like I used to just do this in a notebook or because I'm weird and like even though I'm like not mathematically savvy, I really like to do math. It's very weird. So I was like, I used to just do it in a notebook or you have a Mint app or whatever else kind of app, a Google sheet, whatever it is, having a good view of where your money is going, I think is really important. Yeah. What you do with that information, mm-hmm. that's a whole nother step. But just as with our bodies, awareness is the first step to making a change, so too is it with our finances. And that's where I'm really trying to move from forward. I think that's the perfect advice to leave our listeners with on this Tuesday related to finances. And we will come back on Thursday with our Q&A. That sounds great. Did you love this episode? Support us by leaving a review and following us on Instagram at WellToYouPodcast. Get to know me, Caitlin, better on Instagram at Conscious underscore Core underscore Caitlin. And me, Sue, at Opal underscore Wellness underscore Studio. We clearly love our underscores. (laughs) Underscore that.